Hello to all our listeners of Church Matters. My name is Dan Dick, and I'm delighted to be with you. Welcome to the year 2012 and the fifth birthday of Church Matters. On our last episode, we replayed the very first interview we did on Church Matters, a 2007 conversation with then General Secretary of Mennonite Church Canada, Jack Suderman. Today, we have with us Willard Metzger, who is currently in Mennonite Church Canada's top leadership position. I'm going to ask Willard the same questions Jack Suderman reflected on in 2007. The theme then was the same. Why does the church matter in the world today? We can find some guidance in the Sermon on the Mount. In Matthew 5:14 to 16, Jesus said, You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hidden. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand. And it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. I want to invite Willard Metzger to the microphone to respond. Willard has been providing leadership for this denomination of over 220 congregations and 33,000 members for just over a year now. Welcome to Church Matters, Willard. Thank you, Dan. It's very good to be here. Willard, from your perspective, why is it important to talk about why the church matters in the world? The church is core to God's redemptive activity. I think it's, it's God's premier vehicle for God's redemptive activity. And so I think then the church is critically important to God. So I think that's why, ultimately, why, why church matters. And I think the church is also core to God's expression of grace and mercy and love. So God's passion to restore the, the world, the church is core to that kind of activity as well. I don't envy your travel schedule, Willard. I know that in your first year as leader of Mennonite Church Canada, you've met with many hundreds of people in dozens and dozens of congregations in the church and in other church denominations. What have you been hearing and what have you learned about how the church matters to people at the grassroots level? It really has been a delight this first year to travel across the country meeting with um, not only our Mennonite Church Canada congregations, but as you've indicated, other, other congregational settings as well. That gives me a lot of strength to see that people want to belong. I think that's one of the key things that, I, that I've learned in my travels and that people love to belong. It has been so encouraging to see the energy in so many of our of our congregations, uh, the gifts that that people bring, and how they they long to uh, to use those gifts in the church setting. I would say what I've seen is that people want to serve God. They really want to serve God, and they want to serve their neighbors. It's really quite exciting to see. What are you hearing about the community aspect at the local congregation level? How is that feeling to people? Uh, I think we're certainly recognizing uh, Canadian sociologists like Reg Bibby would be indicating that that current um, worship attendance practice would be more accurately represented as being monthly attendance or, or even less, and that that would be the new, the new norm. I think that's probably true. People are busy. Um, and so probably lifestyles are different than they were in, say, the 50s, you know, but, um, but people still are expressing a desire to want to stay connected in that local community of faith. 
whether you know we, we there may be more uh, competitive pieces in our in our in our world now in our lifestyle but people are still saying i want to stay committed because any kind of activity that is even uh, committed to at a monthly or every 3 week basis would still be representing a a significant piece of somebody's life do you think church attendance on sundays is still an accurate measure of engagement I think certainly people are are looking for ways of staying connected in a busier lifestyle, whether it's small group, um, so people may not be there in attendance on the worship service component of church life, but are still staying connected. They are serving in in committees, as I said, or small groups or Bible study settings, uh, or even just friendship networks. And so I think I think understanding. Uh, holistic church life probably needs to be seen much broader than than just what happens uh, at a worship um, setting. This past year, you've been present in many ecumenical circles. What are you learning from other Christian faith traditions about how the church matters in their contexts, and how are you welcomed into those circles? I think in pretty every, pretty well every Christian faith tradition has some sort of concept of the people of God. Sometimes they're called, they're referred to as the faithful or the community of God's people. I think every Christian faith tradition has that sense of self-awareness that we are representative of God's continued activity in the world and are interactive with that activity, an important interaction with that activity. Certainly, as as a Mennonite church, uh, we are welcomed both around the table of the Evangelical Fellowship of Canada and the Canadian Council of Churches. And so it really is a delight to be able to connect uh, to to congregation, to Christian life uh, across Christian expressions throughout Canada. And I've been invited on several occasions already in this first year to speak in in other denominational congregational settings and have some in, in 2012 as well. So I think people are looking to the Mennonite church for some of that particular Anabaptist perspective when it comes to faith. Willard, in your understanding, what does the Bible say about the church, the body of Christ, and its reason or purpose in the world right here and right now? Well, that's a good question, Dan. And it almost invites you to cite a particular chapter and verse that would display God's uh, importance uh, of, of the church in, as displayed in Scripture. But I think it would be more accurate to say that throughout Scripture, from the Old Testament where God forms uh, a new entity through, through, uh, through um, Abraham and Sarah, uh, in through the, the, the New Testament, all the way to Revelation, a sense that God is pulling together, is calling um, a people together, uh, a set-apart people for God's purposes of restoring the world, restoring relationships with God, restoring relationships to one another, restoring relationship with creation. And so I think the scripture is really um, a description of, of that kind of activity of God through a gathered community set apart so that God can achieve the purposes of restoration. Willard, what kinds of topics and issues do you think are important to consider as we plan for future episodes of this program? 
I've been doing a lot of thinking on that in, in my first year as, uh, as leadership here in Mennonite Church Canada. And it seems to me that I think there are three issues that are particularly important for any church in Canada, for any Canadian church to have integrity in our particular context. And, and the first, I think, is our Aboriginal relationships. I think that is key. As I have traveled across the country, uh, communities uh, from the West to the East Coast, uh, it just becomes evident to me that for any Canadian church to have integrity, we do have to be paying attention to restoring right relations with our, with our Aboriginal neighbors and to, and to find out what's the best way of, of doing that. So I think that's, that's key. And the second would be interreligious relationships. I think, again, particularly in our increasingly multicultural Canadian context, uh, any uh, Canadian church to have integrity in this context, I think, must be able to display uh, uh, conversation dialogue, good respectful dialogue with different faith uh, expressions. That doesn't mean that we're that we're looking to uh, to agree on our on our fundamental convictions. However, it does mean that that we should be able to display uh, a cooperation around those things that all religious activity or all religious expressions uh, want to to have some forward motion on. For instance, pretty well every religious system has some kind of concept of the golden rule of of caring for for one's neighbor. And so, are there ways in which uh, interreligious expressions can can bring life to that? Are there ways in which we can we can all uh, encourage our followers uh, to to love God and to love their neighbor as themselves, and 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 to, and to, and to have some kind of concrete expression to that? The third, then, I would say, would be environmental concerns or care for our our earth. Again, I think. Particularly in our Canadian context, this this has to be something that that uh, a Canadian church is going to pay attention to. Canada is very rich in in natural resources, and there are some predictions that there could even be wars fought on access to these natural resources. What if our global community would would determine that access to clean water is a human right, and that no country, no political power should be able to lay claim to that which belongs to everybody in the, in the world. If, if our global community comes to that kind of agreement, what will Canada do? What will, how will Canada respond in the richness, vastness of, of fresh water that Canada has? What will be the church's voice in that? How will we, we respond as faith communities? So I think we, we really need to be thinking ahead uh, in, in, into this kind of dialogue. And I think as a Canadian church, it is imperative that we are forward thinking in this. And you've already been picking up on on some of these issues. I know in the past year, you've been to several events related to these three topics. You want to quickly tell me about what some of those events were? I think one of the events that was critical for raising the awareness for me personally in this topic was the Mining Justice Conference that was held in Toronto in May. Uh, there were people there, church communities there that were represented from across the world. Uh, and it was alarming to me to see images, particularly from South America, 
uh, images of local communities showing disdain towards our Canadian flag, burning flags and having uh, having marches against against Canada's mining activity. That was disconcerting for me. I, I was not accustomed to seeing that kind of of display of uh, of um, concern or frustration towards Canada, and then to learn that. of the international mining activity originates from Canadian sources, from Canadian mining companies. I, I, I was not aware of that. And I started reflecting often as I've looked at military activity, global military activity, I've been a part of the voice to our sisters in the U.S., to Mennonite Church U.S., and to say you have particular responsibility on behalf of our global Anabaptist family to have a a voice of testimony to your government because the U.S. government is the leader, one of the leaders, global leaders in military activity. And so on behalf of your global Anabaptist family, Mennonite Church USA, you have a particular responsibility. Well, if I use that rationale and reasoning as I approach Mennonite Church USA, then I must be ready to use that same reasoning for us as Mennonite Church Canada. If 75% of the international mining activity originates from Canadian companies, do we have a particular responsibility as Mennonite Church Canada on behalf of our global Anabaptist family to have a voice to our government, to these Canadian mining companies, and to say, what you are doing is hurting our brothers and sisters. That's part of our family. And the activity that is occurring uh, is, is having drastic impact on our brothers and sisters. And would the global community look to Canada, to the Canadian church and say, on behalf of the global Anabaptist family, Canada, you have a particular responsibility. And so I think we need to step up to that. Those are challenging uh, examples you give us, Willard. And thanks so much for coming to be with us. I wish we had more time. Hopefully we can have you back to talk about uh, some other events that I know are, are top and foremost in your mind, like the Truth and Reconciliation Commission and also the climate change activities you were at in Durban, South Africa. I would be happy to do that. Thanks again to all our listeners. Wherever you are, Church Matters is made possible by the generous support of listeners like you. Thanks. We couldn't do it without you. And on this fifth anniversary edition, I want to say a special thank you to our carrier, Golden West Broadcasting, for partnering with us these past five years. If you would like to help us continue the program or support other Mennonite Church Canada ministries, call 1-866-888-6785 or visit MennoniteChurch.ca. My name is Dan Dick, and you've been listening to Church Matters. May you be called, equipped, and sent to be the church in the world this year. Thanks for listening. See you next time. As you go out from here, may the Lord go with you. The face of God shine on you every day. We are sent by God wherever we are living, salt and light as people of the way.